When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, instead of waiting for a good day to happen, you know, waiting around through ups and downs, you know, I, I just said, look. We're gonna have, we're gonna have a good day. Jeff Dunham, Jeff parking lot. <laughs> well, that, yeah, that's my parking lot where there's no employees because this COVID thing's a mess. So, you know, oh. what my wife and I have been, you know, what my wife and I have been doing. We've been, what's that? We've been, pl- we've been playing Amazon. We've been packing stuff ourselves and shipping it out <laughs> isn't that it, the worst it, yeah yeah including these uh I, I noticed you had a funko pop so i wanted to i wanted to talk about funko pops for a second because let's go dude we look we look exactly the same <laughs> <laughs> so basically funko pop designers like oh jeff dunham just put hair on joe coy's <laughs> right or, or, or no, or Gabriel. Igle- I look like Gabriel Iglesias too. So <laughs> yeah. So so when they so when they did Gabriel Iglesias, they're like, "Hey, just give Jeff Dunham some Chihuahuas, and it's game." <laughs> and, and and a Volkswagen van. And, and a Volkswagen and van. Yeah, and then and then they didn't even bother changing the skin tone. I don't think. No, no, no. It's just one. It's just one color. <laughs> Look at mine. Oh, Jeff Dunham. Oh, it's Jeff on, Dunham. On, I got Jeff Dunham right here. Hold on. Wait. I got to take mine out of the box. Now I've lost the money. Hold on. Look, it's Joe Corey with a puppet. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Holy shit. That is. Why don't they go ahead and make them bobbleheads? Oh, my God. Let me just get Peanut. I should put Peanut right here. Yeah, right. Oh, that's there. great, man. That's great. I love it. You know what it. they did, though? Look at his eyes. They made him like the dead eyes. <laughs> he, has those, <laughs> he has those soul. Yeah. Oh, my oh, God. Well. I love you, Jeff. Thanks, Joe. Thanks. I appreciate it. So, uh, yeah, thanks for having me. This is great. So when's your book coming out? My book comes out March. Wait a minute. Are you interviewing me? Is this the Jeff Dunham podcast? <laughs> I, I, I I learned that a long time ago. The how to throw the interviewer off is you just you know that's what I did to um uh what's his name um oh my gosh I can't I'm drawing a blank uh the black dude bald hair he's everywhere he does everything game shows oh Steve uh, Harvey yeah Steve Harvey so yeah. I was on a, I was on his show and we sat down and I had the dummy on the floor ready to do a whole bit everything so yeah. we sat down. And uh, he goes, so Jeff, and I go, Steve, so what was it like in the Kings of Comedy? Were you guys partying all the time? <laughs> and all, all we did was talking about Steve being on the road with the Kings of Comedy. Oh, that's great, man. Did you see, that's Andre, by the way. That's my brother-in-law. What? Right there. You see Andre? Do you have all your cameras up? Oh, oh no, I don't. How do I do that? <laughs> Who do you I don't have to do that. Swipe. <laughs> Can you, oh, Can you get any older? Can you get any older? Do you think I was just a, a voice from coming from somewhere earlier? <laughs> no, I saw him earlier, and then he disappeared when you, Joe. Andre disappeared when Joe's like, "Never mind, I got it now." But oh, now I know what you're saying. Space. I know what you're saying. You have it. You have it to where whenever someone talks, that's the frame that comes up. Yeah. Except oh, now, gotcha. my brain isn't allowing this to happen because now we have a blank square, and we need someone in it. <laughs> oh well all right what are we gonna talk about uh let's talk about how you live in a on a property that actually has no parking signs in front of your in front of your spots i'm at the warehouse i'm not at my house so you're just like gabriel gabriel stays at the warehouse all the time wow no yeah. i have a life yeah <laughs> but gabe's gabe's house is sick gabe has a warehouse that he turned into like you know, he's got all those Volkswagens, so it's like a museum. Then he has his office there, and then he has his house. It's amazing. I want to buy a warehouse. So so that's where he, he really does live there? Yeah, he's got the full – but it's huge, though. It's massive. It's amazing. And like, I've never like been a, there. I've only seen video of it. 
Like how big is it? Massive. It's the size of like a, a where like a warehouse that he just turned into like a everything. His business, his house, his everything. His so kitchen. Wait, does he not? Is there no longer a woman in his life? That's just sad. No, it, it, you. What are you talking about? Look at you. You're at your warehouse right now. Yeah, and my wife is a hundred feet away packing boxes. <laughs> All our employees got COVID, so we had to fire everyone, and now we're packing boxes ourselves. <laughs> you got COVID, and you fired them. <laughs> I know. How I guess dare against, you? That's against the law. No, we yeah, didn't that's fire against anybody. the law, Jeff. No, you would never do anything like that. No, I would never do any of that. But yeah, the, the, everyone's uh, not here now, and so we yeah. said, "Don't worry, we got it for now." So, honest to God, we take our twin boys to school in the morning. Yeah. And uh, uh, five-year-old boys to their little preschool thing. And we sit here and she gets on the computer and my daughter here is here. She's 20 something. So we're just sitting there packing boxes. I need to make a little card that's, you know, we're sending out t-shirts and bobbleheads and these things. Yeah. I, I, I should, I should make a little card that says packed by Jeff Dunham. Yeah, you should. You should. That would be the the greatest thing to ever receive in the mail. And like those little miniature Polaroids. Have your daughter. That's all she does. Just take Polaroid of each box that you stuff. And then you put that Polaroid in there and it's signed. That'd be so Wouldn't sick. Wouldn't that be awesome? I just said they're like this. I got a Polaroid. We should do that. That's really fun. But you know how yeah. expensive. Wait, screw that. It's like no. $5 to take one Polaroid Jeff, stop it. Stop it. I, 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 I can't even... <laughs> Don't even. I know how much you're charging on this, and I know exactly how much it costs to make. <laughs> Throw a Polaroid in there. Uh, that's actually a really great idea. I think you should do it. I think people would love that. It would be a nice surprise for the holidays. You don't have to do it all year. Just do it for the holidays. It'll be that, that extra bonus that someone gets. Those people would be fans forever. Ever. Well, they already are. Your fans are uh, amazing. You, you have a, a cult following. And I know people don't like to say that, but it, it is beautiful to see uh, just just how relevant you are through the times. Like it has, it's never stopped. It just keeps going. I remember watching it on A and Eve evening at the Improv with Pop, uh, with Peanut, and you know, and loving you then, and then just seeing your rise from from that to like arenas in well, I, you know, I appreciate in, in every in every country. Well, that's that's I appreciate it. And that's how I know that we're living in the simulation. And here's where here's my argument. Here's here's what I think. I think there's some guy and his son somewhere and we're the video game that they're playing this world. And don't and blow my mind right now. I've been saying that I've been saying that for like two weeks now that we're part of the matrix and there's a guy playing my, he's playing my character right now and he's run out of stuff so fast that he starts retyping the same thing. So like, I'll say something like I'll say donut. And then all of a sudden, like I'll pass a Winchell's donut. I'm like, this guy's lazy. Whoever's writing this program is so lazy right now. But I feel that I feel you on that. Yeah. We're part of this simulation. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but you just freaked me out. And I feel like now our the two guys that are writing our simulations are together and they're going crazy right now. Well, I, I think my, mine is being played by an idiot kid because he said to his dad, <laughs> he said to his dad, dad, I'm going to make a ventriloquist really famous. And he's going to be doing shows, not in like a little crummy club, but like lots of people in like an arena. And, yeah. and the father says, you're a moron. But yeah, try that. That'll never work. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Well, but you know, I watched your doc documentary and I watched it a long time ago. And um, so I don't want you to think, oh, let me let me catch up on Jeff. No, I, I watched your documentary and uh, I don't know if it was a documentary or, or if it was an extra on a DVD. I don't know what it was that I was watching. I had no idea that, you know, your love and your passion for for ventriloquism was so deep. Like it was it was a part of your life growing up that it's to the point where you even make your own puppets like people don't know this like you know when you see somebody with like your puppets are like oh yeah he must have bought it and then he just gave it a voice no you you single-handedly it, it's a, a thought it's a it's a, an idea in your head and then you create it you mold it and then you even the mechanics of it you you're you're even the person that does the the mechanics of uh, of the uh the the puppet and that's so amazing to to know that part of you that it's it's a lot deeper than just the guy on stage 
Well, thanks. I, you know, it became a necessity though when I was in college because I was constantly looking for that character that would define me. It would be that everyman character. It would be that that you know, Mel Blanc and uh, Warner Brothers. They had uh, Bugs Bunny, and then yeah. for Jim Henson, it was Kermit the Frog, and for you know, then Walt Disney is Mickey Mouse. So, what was the? I'm not equating myself with them. I'm just saying, what is my? what is my going to be my number one character? And every ventriloquist since the beginning of time had a little dummy, little boy dummy. And um, uh, I got to find something else. So I started building my own characters. And because uh, every time I paid somebody to do it, they wouldn't come out right. It, you're just not what you're thinking. You know, it's like, it's like hiring somebody to do artwork for you. Can you imagine have, you know, being a rich guy and having the family portrait painted by some famous artist and 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 they reveal it. And it's like, Oh, that really sucks. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know? Yes. So I, it, it was kind of the same way. Somebody would make something for me. I'd go, no, that's not it. So I just started building it myself. And uh, But, you know, I, the ventriloquism part of it for me has become taking a back seat. It had to take a back seat when I moved out to Los Angeles in 88. And I started being at the Comedy Magic Club and following guys like Leno and like uh, Seinfeld. And I realized I can do this ventriloquist trick thing for a little while, but it better start being funny, funny, uh, or at least make make it funny to a lot of people. Otherwise, this isn't going to work for very long. It's like being a juggler. How a juggler could not have a a, a weekly show. You know what I mean? Because yeah. yeah. what, what's he going to do? Yeah, it's like, like all right, another fruit picket. Grapefruits. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I look at the ventriloquism now as just a vehicle for the comedy. And I love what I do because instead of just doing monology, now I can have the ingredients of what uh, comedy is and that you, I can have tension. I can have conflict. I can have all that built into one. And that's why I think I can talk about subjects that some guys can't because I can do point and counterpoint with the character. I can take I the it. left, you can take the right or vice versa. And mm -hmm. then somebody walks away from the show going, I don't know exactly what he thinks. Yeah, that, that's so cool that you said that because you're so right. It's just like animation. It's like you can get away with so much with animation, you know, as well. It could be the same family dynamic. But if you animate it, you can have unlimited amount of jokes and, and opinions. Whereas, you know, when it's real family situations, you got to be very PC. And, and, and but but with your characters, it's so funny because the things that Walter says, you know, right. You couldn't know, say Trey, that on Trey your Parker, own. Trey Parker and those guys with South Park, man, that is just like you, you sit there and watch it and go, oh, they did not do that. Yeah. One hundred percent. You're just like they're, they're getting away with murder. And it's and we love it because it's like, of course, he said that. that's Cartman. Right. He's allowed right. to say that about Chinese people. It's Cartman. Yeah. Well, the one but, that uh, got me, well, the one that got me was a repeat uh, right before they did the pandemic special this season. And it was, I think, from 06. And of course, they're playing off what's going on in the news. And it was, you know, a student having sex with the teacher. Yeah. And and, you know, it ended up the, the kid that had sex ended up being Ike which is Stan's little tiny baby brother, yes, you know? Yes, yeah, yeah. And, and so Stan <laughs> gets all upset when he finds out and he goes to the police station and says, there's a student having sex with the teacher. And the police are like, oh my gosh, okay, what, 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 who is this young girl? And he goes, no, it's a, it's a boy having sex with a, a woman teacher. And the, and the, and the cops are like, oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, oh, wait, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. And then Stan shows, him him. Stan shows him a picture of the hot teacher and the cops again are like, nice. Nice. Good. <laughs> Score. Like, you, yeah. you can't do that. Right? <laughs> that, you know, yeah. like that, that's another thing that, uh, that, uh, that, that's a cool comparison. It's like the, the times... Uh, help that animation move forward, right? So whatever the whatever is happening at that time, they mm -hmm. capitalize on what's ever happening during that time. Now, what I'm trying yeah. to get at is with you, you know, you there was this time where you were doing your characters, but the time that that you know during the World Trade Centers and stuff, you you created your character, and that took you to another level. Is that is that fair to say? Yeah, it, and by the way, it's Matt Stone. I just looked it up. Matt, Matt Stone. Stone, yeah, Trey, Trey so, Parker, Trey, Matt Stone. Trey and Matt. Yeah, 
So, yeah, when 9-11 came along, obviously nothing funny about it. It never will be. I, I, I even say this. I even say sometimes Titanic jokes. Eh. Yeah. And Carson used to do yeah. that. He'd do a Lincoln. He'd, like Carson, Carson would do a Lincoln joke, and the audience would just kind of laugh, and he'd go, oh, too soon? Too soon. <laughs> so, uh, you know, 9-11, 9-11, not, not going to be funny uh, ever uh, for a long, 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 long time. Anyway, but... It was a year after 9-11, and I kind of looked to uh, to Leno and to Letterman. What were they making fun of? Well, they were making fun of those guys that did that. We didn't know who where Osama bin Laden was. Um, he hadn't been captured. We didn't know if he was dead. So they were making fun of him and those guys that did that. And so I thought, Osama bin Laden, well, I know where he is. I know where Osama bin Laden is. He's half dead, and he's hiding out with my characters in the box. And so I came out with this bumbling skeleton and uh, uh, I actually went to a store, the, the first iteration, I went to a store and got this stupid Halloween decoration, uh, kind of dressed him up with the thing on his head and um, put the beard on him. And I called him the dead Osama. And I thought, I'm not going to chicken out. I'm not going to go, you know, to Hawaii or somewhere as far away as possible to try this out. I'm going to go to where it counts. And I sat down and I wrote jokes as if there were people who lost family members in 9-11 if they were in the audience what are they what are they willing to let what do they want how, how what would make them laugh how are they how can i make them help them to move forward through this what will make them laugh and so i wrote those jokes and i went to a comedy club called bananas you probably remember it there are a couple of them yeah. it was just it was six miles from ground zero it was six miles from ground zero and i was pretty big in the comedy club uh uh, world in those days. And I did, you know, my 40 minutes and, and killed. It was a Friday night, the first time I had him there. And then I said, well, folks, there's one sentence we've all been waiting to hear. And that is Osama bin Laden is dead. And of course, the New York crowd went crazy. And yeah. I said, well, I have a surprise for you, for you tonight. He's with us this evening. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Osama bin Laden. And it was uh, like God took a vacuum and stuck it in the roof of that, that building and sucked all the air out of it. Really? Because it was... Oh, it was so quiet in there. It was like, I know these people were thinking, what has this asshole from California brought to show us now? Right. Yeah. So I bring out this bumbling skeleton and I start going through the jokes and it couldn't have gone any better. And that's when I came out with the I kill you thing, which was ridiculously stupid. Yeah. And and it went nuts. <laughs> and from there, I used him for a few years until Osama bin Laden kind of got out of the news and, and was, you know, yesterday's news because we hadn't found him to know where he was. Then one of my comedy central specials came along a few years later and I said, I'll change him from one terrorist. Instead of offending one guy, I'm going to offend a whole group of, of dangerous people. So I changed him to Ahmed and then went from there. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Back to your observation that, yeah, the, the, the responding to what goes on in the world is, uh, you know, uh, I, I think that allows people to, it just, it makes you seem hipper and it's funnier. And, you yeah. know, the last thing you want to do is like, I did radio for years and years doing those comedy clubs and like sitting here right now, if I suddenly cut into a bit and started doing jokes, you'd be like, oh, can we please just talk? Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. but you do current topic stuff and it's like, well, all right, that was funny. You know, it's yeah. a, little a little different. And, and when that, what, what year was that when that, that hit Jeff? So it was 2002 that I came out with the dead Osama and I did so, it for a couple of years and then put them away. But then, uh, uh, spark of insanity was my second comedy central special. And I brought out the dead Osama, changed him to Ahmed. And then I did that special in 07. And that's when things kind of went into the stratosphere. That's when I started getting uh, death threats from all around the world. Um, but that's because we came up with a song called Jingle Bombs. And that went nuts, nuts on YouTube. It was the perfect storm. YouTube, Comedy Central, uh, people were ready uh, you know, to laugh at that stuff. And uh, not at 9-11, but at the idiot terrorists. 
And yeah. it all just kind of started happening. And then that's when I started, I went from, from theaters to the arenas. Wow. That's amazing. That was the first uh, viral for you. Would that be yeah, that, as that matter, first viral? Yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, that um, uh, video of Jingle Bombs was the number, it was fighting for number two or number three of the most viewed videos on YouTube of all time because people were posting my special everywhere. And I had a, you know, a, a couple of a team of people getting those videos taken down because you wanted your views. But then there was one of that somebody posted that was at 15 million. And I went, wait a second, let's leave that one there and yeah. see how high it'll go. It got up to like 78 million views wow. was like the number two or three up there with, um, uh, what's his name? Bit my finger. What was that? You remember that? Oh, uh, Charlie, 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 bit, Charlie, Charlie, bit, Charlie my bit my finger. It was neck. Yeah. Yeah. It was neck and neck with that video. No and doubt. Then the idiot, yeah, then the idiot who posted it started monetizing in an <sighs> illegal way and YouTube pulled it. Oh. Yeah, of course. Right. Of course. Let me capitalize on this bit. That's not mine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> By the way, the person that had that bit of yours that went up to 78 million, they, he also has a Funko. It looks just like this. <laughs> Bastard. Bastard. <laughs> so after that, like having that character blow up the way it did, right? Because I know each character that you make, you have such a personal bond with, right? You have, you have to. It's, it's, it's you. It's a piece of you. It's your voice. But yeah, well, I was going to say that the characters that work, that's how it is. It's like an actor pulling from their past or from people that they know, because for every character that succeeded, I have a couple that I, I have. It, they're in a trunk and I call it the trunk of what the hell was I thinking? Yeah. And um, there are two characters that did not work for me because, you know, Bubba J is my my redneck. I yeah. grew up in Texas. Get that. I have a lot of that in me. I grew up with those guys. I get it. Yeah. Uh, Walter, what, you know, old white guy doesn't have a, a little bit of Walter. What person doesn't have a little bit of Walter in him? Um, and then Peanut, this wacky, crazy thing uh, that he is. And then, but here are the two characters that did. So all those guys I know, and I can ad lib with them. I can think like them. I, I can, it works. I can write their comedy. Here are the two characters that didn't work. I did a movie called, uh, I mentioned it earlier, Dinner for Schmucks. Uh -huh. And I played a, uh, one of the schmucks, duh. And the character that I played was I had built this female dummy that I, th I really thought was my wife. Um, and so we did, went round and round with the lawyers before the movie to make sure that I could use Diane in my act after the movie. I mean, it was, yeah. you know how much money we spent with lawyers to getting those rights and making sure it was okay. Yeah. So then I used her in the movie. Then I tried using her on stage. I talked to female comics. I started getting jokes. I could not figure out how a woman thought. And it, it, it did not work. Wow. I, I couldn't do it because, because in an ad lib situation or when I'm writing jokes, I go, I have no idea how this woman, how a girl, a woman would respond. I have three daughters and you know, a wife and an ex-wife. And it's like, yeah, fuck, I can't figure this out. Yeah. So then the other character, and I, 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 I did this because I was trying to reverse it and make fun of racism. I created Sweet Daddy D, an African-American character that was my manager. Yeah, And I went to other bla to black comics and I said, I know you guys joke about white people behind our backs. Tell me some great white jokes. I want that yeah. dummy to talk to me that way and tell me those jokes. Yeah. So I got a few of those jokes, but I don't think anybody was being really honest with me. Because <laughs> they weren't quite mean. The jokes weren't quite mean enough. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I tried him on stage for a while. I, I studied Snoop Dogg like you wouldn't believe. Somebody come in my room and go, what are you doing? Yeah. In my garage, when I sculpted Sweet Daddy D, this is the weird part. I got, and I love sculpting because I love the human face, but I got uh, eight by tens. I printed eight by tens of every black actor that I thought ha had a cool face that I could sculpt from in a good way. I didn't want to make fun of anybody. I wanted this to be authentic and real. And um, I, I put the features in there that I thought it make, made him look good. And again, I had every intention of making fun of racism to make it ridiculous. Just to show how stupid it was, is. Yeah. 
could never do that today. And I did it and it worked and I, I used him in the special and I actually made him a pimp again, going off of, of, of Snoop Dogg because that yeah. was cool at the time. I didn't know what I was, I didn't know what I was doing, but I talked to other, again, other black comics and got their advice, used him on the show. He went fairly well. My managers like, were like, what are you doing? I go, just trust me on this. I want to make it work. But it was the same thing as Diane. When it came to the ad lib situation, I had never, I couldn't walk in those shoes. Yeah. I, I couldn't be that guy. I have no idea. I'm this stupid white guy from Texas. I, I don't understand. I, I, you can't live that unless you've lived that. And yeah. so um, it was, I, I tried to be authentic and I gave it my best shot, but it was one show. And then I'm like, this is really dangerous territory. And I'm trying to do something good, but this could turn around and, and bite me in a big way. And plus I'm not, yeah. I can't be authentic to it because I don't know what I'm doing. Dude. I love that. What you said, man, <laughs> you can't live that unless you live that. That's such a great quote, man. I love that. That's great. And it's cool. It's a lot of people don't recognize that, Jeff. You know what I mean? Some people don't understand what you just said. You know, what, what you have to live something to other in order for you to live it. And the reason why you identify with that is because your characters, you, you give it breath, man. You make it live. So it's like you can't make something live if you never lived it. And I love that you said that, man. That's so cool. Well, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah. So anyway, it's it's uh, uh, yeah. And and now it's the same way. It's when I create a character, I've learned so much from all that that it's like I really have to. The latest character I've come up with now is um, I actually built him online during COVID. Uh, I showed people the process of how you go through it and what we did it. And and I even had a naming contest. But he was gonna. He's a. I haven't used him on stage yet, obviously, because I've been on stage in in nine months. You know, big stage. Um, uh, but I made him uh, a millennial who's on his phone all the time and uh, lives in his parents' basement, all that stereotypical stuff. And so um, I'm having to talk to my kids and friends of uh, kids of friends to try and figure that guy out. But I, 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 should, learn from, I should learn from my mistakes, but I think there's enough of this around me that I can make him work. We had a naming contest online and this guy came up with this name. We named him Earl, but it's spelled U-R-L. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's my son. <laughs> That's my son. Right, right there. You said it. But How old is your son? He's 17. How old are oh. your kids? Oh, let's see. My oldest daughter is 28 and I just became a grandfather. Oof. And I got 28, 26 and 24. Is that right? Uh, nice. No, 22, 22, 24, 28. That's it. And then I, love the, I, have, I love the fact that you name your kids, uh, you, you say your kids ages and then you're not sure. And then you look around your warehouse as if they're, <laughs> is that right? <laughs> Is that right? There's no one there, Jeff. Is that right? There's a there's a light. That's it. And then uh, I have twin twin five year old boys. Oh, nice. Oh, you got you got kids. You young kids. Yeah, I started five. over again. I have kids and grandkids that are almost the same age. So I love it. <laughs> They're gonna grow up together. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, this it's is my, gonna be this my this is my brother uncle. <laughs> That's right. It is. It's so weird that they're. Yes. That's so funny, dude. Jeff, what, when, when you wanted to be uh, a comedian, right? Like, it's, like I try and explain to people, like when the, when we were coming into this game, so much harder to get recognized. so much harder to get like a, a fan base going. Like, you know, I, I had to print out postcards. I had to put them on, you know, windshields at the mall and get kicked off, you know, by security, you get out of here. Like, like it was hard. Like now these kids get to make a, a video flyer and post it on, on Instagram for, for, for free. You know what I mean? And, and build their audience that way. Do you think if your kids get into this, do you feel like, I don't know if it's, it, it, this is something you want them to get into it, You know what I mean? Like, it's a completely different time. And I don't know if it's going to be like as honest and as genuine as it was for when, when we built our fan base. I feel like now it's just. I, it, it, when my, when my daughters were growing up, I did everything I possibly could to keep them away from show business. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> oh my gosh. It, it's just, you know, I'm, I, I, you know what the odds of success are. I, yes. I mean, 
if they want to, and my, my sons, if they want to get into performing, great. But man, it's just, it's just tough. It's I, tough, man. Yeah. And I don't know, I don't know how comics, you know, you say they have the advantages, but they have so many disadvantages too now, because I wouldn't want to, I was talking to Leno about this. And there's a name. I just dropped it. Um, uh, talking about this now, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be coming up right now because everybody can copy everything. You get, you know, you post it on the, you, you say one thing and you're done. Yeah. You know, even me, even me talking about sweet daddy D right now is kind of dangerous about yeah. what I did. Yeah. But, you know, I, I wouldn't, it's amazing to me, but then you think about these guys that say these idiotic things and it's like, are you trying or do these stupid things? Are you trying to get attention? Are you trying to get press? Or are you yeah. that stupid? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I say sometimes. I, I, maybe you are just an idiot. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Will, will, you, will your heart always be, uh, these are like dumb questions, I'm sorry, but it's something I've always wanted to ask because my son was the biggest fan. I bought all your puppets, by the way. I bought all of them. Um, I well, did, if you need I more, if, if you need more, my wife's packing them. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you put a Polaroid in it. <laughs> Um, but my son, you know, my son was a huge, huge fan. And, uh, you know, I took him, you know, I took him to, uh, I think it was the, the, the amphitheater at Universal Studios. Do you remember when he played that? Oh, wow. Right. Did well, you play was, that one? Yeah. That was uh, years ago, right? Yeah. It was years ago. My son's 17 now. So he was like, I think he was like four or five when I took him. Holy crap. He must've learned something. Oh, he loved it, man. And, you know, he brought Walter with him. Uh, oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, I That's still have really it. Right. I still have all. I got Peanut, Walter. I got all of them. I, uh, wow, and, uh, thanks. Yeah, man. And, you know, it was just cool because it was it was this thing where I was sharing a, a moment with my son. You know, I'm such a comic fan. And, right. you know, and who, you know, coming up, you know, I had the A&E evening at the improv sign at my house. You know what I mean? And uh, it's just like that was a part of my life. And, and, and watching that and then watching you be a part of that. You know what I mean? Like that was you. You were such a. Uh, a staple on that show. You know what I mean? Like you would yeah. always come on, like I'd always see you. So sharing that moment with my son, like, yo, this is a guy I would watch and I'm watching it with you and you're a fan. And it was just like this moment. So yeah, man, like peanut was such a big part of my life. You know what I mean? So wow, to share that's with my son is cool. yeah, man, it's really cool. And how does it feel like, you know, that, that, that's probably your guy, right? That's, that's the one that's. Yeah. That, that's know, the one that really broke out for me at first. And um, but, but like your heart, low, like your heart is is always with peanut, right? It's like that's your well, guy. yeah. It, it, it's weird though, could but I wouldn't be sitting here right now talking to you if it hadn't been for Ahmed. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. So by the way, you said you have your you, you have my puppets. Well, I I have your Funko Pop. Look. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I got the there. Jeff Dunham one. Look at this one. <laughs> I'm a bit angrier than than this one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's a, but that that's so cool, man. That I got to share that moment. And I still have it. We have it in a chest. It was so funny. We were uh, moving uh, stuff out of the garage, and we opened it up, and they were all right there, all of them. Oh, that's nice. All what does he do now? Is he going to school now? What does he do? Yeah, my son goes to school, and now he's uh, you know he's really into music, so he's making beats, and so it's pretty amazing. It's it's really that's amazing great. to see. Yeah, and, it, I, and I can't wait. That, that's that's what I tell my kids. If I, I don't care what they do, if they want to get in show business, whatever, I just tell them, just find that passion, find that one thing that you love and do it better than anyone. Because to me, there's nothing more fascinating than finding someone who does something and they've done it since they were a kid and they love it. And I don't care if it's a, an opera singer or a guy laying bricks, because yeah, there's, there's nothing more fascinating than watching a guy lay bricks who's done it for his entire life. Yeah, man. That's it's so freaking, true. It's a freaking art. You're like, how do, how do you do that? Yeah. Well, because I've done it for 30,000 hours. That's how. Yeah. That, that's you too, though. You you were, yeah. you were had puppets your whole life, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and again, the mechanics of doing the ventriloquist act, there's a lot going on there. It's a bit like flying a helicopter or some kind of sport or, or playing a musical instrument, you know, playing the guitar to me. But it just I know so many people do it, but it just bewilders me to see yeah. like uh, the lead guitarist on Avenged Sevenfold, for example. Um, yeah. It's like, how do your fingers even do that? Well, it's yeah. because you've done it for 50,000 hours. That's yeah. how. Yeah, yeah. 
And the so, same goes with you, you know. Yeah. Um, but what, another one I want to ask is like, were there times, you know, because there was times where I wanted to quit stand up. Like, you know, I, it, this is my 31st year. And, wow. uh, and, and there was times where I was like, I just want to quit. Like, I, I want to make my son happy and, and maybe stand up isn't going to do that for me. Like, I felt like I was always going to be, you know, featuring for somebody or whatever. You know, I always felt like it, that struggle. And, and how was it for you? Was there a time where you were just like, I think I just want to quit. Just want well, to stop. I always, I always loved what I did. And all those years in the comedy clubs, I always, it was t- almost 20 years to comedy clubs. And I, I always felt like I was moving towards something slowly and up and slowly. Cause I, you know, I've always a, a, of the belief in physics, whatever goes up fast comes down fast. And yeah. the biggest, the biggest airplanes carrying the most, the biggest loads have the longest runways and they take the longest to get off the ground. So I always kind of, that always encouraged me. The one time that I really questioned was right before I had my first Comedy Central special. And this was in 05. I had gotten to the top of the comedy club feeding chain. I'd been there for a while, selling out clubs here and there, but I couldn't break through that glass ceiling. Yeah, I couldn't break through the ice. Um, nobody would take me seriously. Nobody would give me a television special. I got the, you know, the, the guest spots on anything at the improv and, uh, uh the one on uh, Fox, what was it called? Uh, uh, comic strip live. Yep. Comic strip live. I loved comic strip live. Yeah. And I did a bunch of those, but I could never, you know, um, uh, who, uh, let's see, Seinfeld had the sh- specials on HBO and Foxworthy. And I'm like, I- I'm selling as many tickets in clubs as these guys, but I can't get any bigger. And then finally, even, and then Carson left, and then I wasn't on with Leno very much, just a few times, and then my ticket sales started to go down, but with my family and my three daughters, all little, we'd done what everybody does, that mistake when you're, when you're, you're, you're coming up. We'd spin ourselves to the biggest houses, the biggest cars, private schools, because you think that money is going to keep coming in like that. And yeah. guess what? It's probably not going to. Yeah. And so things started to go down a little bit. And it's not that I wanted to quit. It's that I think I'm going to have to downsize my life a little bit because it looks like I'm going to be doing comedy clubs and corporate gigs, small corporate gigs for the rest of my life. And yeah. then it took my management going to Comedy Central and saying, uh, will you do a special? And they're like, no, we don't we really don't want him. He's not our brand. So I took the bull by the horns because I really believed this would happen. They wouldn't pay for it. So I paid for it. I paid for my special myself. It was hundred and. 20,000 bucks or something. Um, we shot it in Santa Ana. And uh, then we went, my manager went to Comedy Central and they said, will you please take this? And they said, oh my gosh, wh- what else do you have for us? So my management did that deal where they said, we'll give you this guy if you'll play dumb special. And they said, we'll play it one time, one time on a Friday night. That's it. And they said, okay. So we called on the next Monday morning, what are the ratings? And the exact words were, uh... We think there's been some kind of mistake. We'll get back to you. <laughs> wow. And it was just that grassroots of doing comedy clubs for 18 years that everybody tuned in. That's and, great, uh, man. And then that's when they ordered the second special. And that's when I brought out Ahmed. And then it was just goofy fun after that. Congrats, man. I didn't know that. I didn't know you paid for your first special. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but That's going so back to cool. the earlier years, yeah, there were those times when I'd walk into a comedy club in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and there'd be epitaphs written on the wall saying Jeff Dunham sucks and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, man. What? Really? <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so so right around 2000, you, you, you were just like, you know what? Ah, you're, you're a little frustrated. And then you, and then you tapped into your own uh, bank account and were like, I'm going to bet on myself. Yeah, and that then, was around two thousand five. Yeah, two thousand six. Yeah, and thank God you did that, man. That's yeah. such a great. A lot of people don't do that, huh? A lot of people don't well, want to invest in themselves. They just want to complain about why they're not getting what everyone else is getting instead of just investing in themselves. And that's what you did. Well, I, I believe that you got to spend money to make money, and uh, um, I, I've always heard that too that you can't spend enough money on on yourself. You know, when, when you're building that business, and I look at it like Apple. You, you talk about it going on forever, and I, you know, my 15 minutes of fame has has uh, gone on longer than anybody ever would have dreamed. And I think it's because I, I try and approach it like a business, and I think Steve Jobs did that. He created those things that you didn't know you needed. 
And yeah. he, when you walked into that store or, 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 or got a catalog or whatever it was back then uh, before the stores, when Apple would come out with products, you knew you were getting a quality product. And then they would give you something a little bit extra where you go, oh, man, I'm going to keep coming back. Yeah. And so I do I do the same thing. It's like uh, when they come to the show, I make sure they get what they want. They see the characters that they're familiar with. I do a few of the greatest hits and then I throw in something new and something extra. And I, I think that keeps uh, people coming back. You always have to have new stuff, but you also have to do some of the greatest hits. You don't want to. You don't want to go see, you know, uh, the Rolling Stones and they don't play whatever song you like. You know what I mean? You, yeah. You, you, you got to hear the hits, but then if it's only the hits, you're like, uh, they're not growing, are they? Yeah, yeah. We already saw this, and we could just watch this on Comedy Central. So uh, this will be the last time. Yeah, um, it's a little but, bit, but it's a little bit like going to Disneyland. If if Disneyland didn't keep coming out with new rides and new attractions, you'd go one time, it'd be great. Second yeah. time, well, this is fun. Third time, okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll just eat the clam chowder the third time, okay. <laughs> or have the have the the turkey leg. Yeah, yeah, the turkey leg and the Mickey Mouse pretzel. I'm good. I'm not doing the rides. I can't do the rides anyway. By the way, so I don't know how you're going to do this with your five year olds. I just don't know how you're doing it. Wait a minute. How old are you? I'm 50. Oh, I'm 58. I still do the rides. Oh, I can't, man. I almost passed out on uh, Goliath with my son. My Wait, son's that's like, ah, this is great. And I was like this. That's, I was out. Six, that's Six Flags, right? Yeah. Yes. That's extreme. Oh. You went on Goliath? Yeah, I went on Goliath. And what's, I, what's I, I won't do it again. I'm done. What's Goliath? What does it do? It's just the, the, the big giant roller coaster that loops. and It's dumb. <laughs> it's just dumb. <laughs> I'm like, I'm 50 now. I get it. I get it. I passed out. Jeff, I literally blacked out with my son. Do you know how humiliating that is? So do you ever think about what's her name when you say you're 50? What's her name on SNL that used to kick her leg and go, I'm 50. Do you remember oh, that? Oh, God, what was her? Yes, I know who you're talking about. Ah, oh, why don't I know it right now? I'm the worst with names. What is yeah, her name? Too. I don't remember. But I it, it was, it. yeah, yeah, and she kicked, <laughs> you know, and it was like just yes. horrible. And and remember when I was not fifty, it was in my forties, like, oh man, that'd be awful to be fifty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here you are. <laughs> That's right. Here you are, fifty years old in a warehouse, packed in your packing your merch and taking Polaroid shots. That's right. Fifty. Fifty-eight. Fifty-eight. Fifty. Oh, fifty-eight. Wow. Damn, you look good, Jeff. Oh, uh, it's the light. So I, I, I can't wait. <laughs> 60, I, I don't know, man. 60, just like, really? Who's going to pay attention to me? Yeah, oh, it's just awful. <laughs> you know what's going to be cool? When you finally morph into Walter. <laughs> well, see, that's the joke that I make. That when I came up with oh, Walter. Do? Oh, see, I came up with him when I was in college, and it made sense. Because yeah. here's this old man making fun of this young guy who didn't have any dates, no girlfriend. You know what I mean? Play with dolls. And so then, but the act grew. And then it was like, then he'd make fun of me for getting married. Then he made fun of me for having kids. Then he made fun of me for getting divorced. Then he made fun of me for getting married again. And now, you know, oh. I've always said that he was 64 years old. So he hasn't oh. aged. And now, now, we're going to be like the freaking Sunshine Boys. Oh, right? it's going to be great. Oh, and then I'm going to be older than him. Then what do I do? Then you got to make fun of him. <laughs> now you become Walter. It re <laughs> when are you going to come out with Funko uh, of the characters? Well, that, that Walter, uh, Peanut. To, but but they wanted, you know, they did that. And then the, yeah. the Walter, the Walter one, the one with me and Walter, that's going to be coming out uh, in the spring, I think. Oh, that's so cool, man. Oh, oh, and you know what happened when we came out this, with these is when COVID hit. Yes. Yep. That's what yeah. happened with me. Is that great. right? Yeah. It was amazing. It, it wasn't By great way, for us. I had, we, get shots. I had to get shots right here. I don't even know what this muscle's called. It locked up on me from signing. Oh, how many, do you know how many you signed? We're close to 20,000 right now. Nothing near yours. Holy crap. No, don't even, don't even, don't, no, no, I, don't start with me. No, that's great. Did you really sign? Hey, Jeff, I'm not in my warehouse right now packing stuff. Slow down, <laughs> but, bro. 
But Slow that's down. amazing. That's really great. I signed ten thousand. I, I but I, uh, I, on tour is where they're going to sell. I think. Yeah, on tour is where it's going to sell. I was just, I, you know, I was on the road again uh, in Arizona, and we sold a ton of these. Man, we couldn't yeah. even hold them. Yeah, we couldn't wow. even hold them. That's great. And then, yeah. and, and how much are yours? Okay, Jeff, that's private. No, no I we, we do. Right, yeah, you can. yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. It's I think it's twenty dollars or twenty five dollars without a signature, <laughs> and then it's one hundred and sixty dollars with a signature. <laughs> That's genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for twenty five bucks, no signature with a signature and a Polaroid picture, three thousand dollars. It's, it's, <laughs> it's amazing. Hold on, looks like I can get I can get an autograph bundle. I can get your T shirt and a Funko Pop. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, that's not bad. Okay, so a signed one and an autographed T-shirt. Wait, autographed uh, bundle T-shirt. Do you sign the T-shirt too? No, just the just the Funko. All right, that's that's a great statue. You standing there holding the mic. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. All right, sixty nine bucks. Not bad. Not bad. All right, thank you, man. <laughs> Here's something else. Hold on, just the Funko Pop is nineteen dollars. Nineteen. Oh, there you go. Nineteen bucks. I told you. Very nice. I and, keep and, it fan you know friendly. I keep it fan friendly. You know what's funny when they when you do the Funko Pops, people don't know this. They make you stand there and take photographs. And you have to have, <laughs> yeah. For for what? <laughs> That's not my head. Why'd we stand there? Why? Yeah, they know all white people look the same. What what? It's, <laughs> <laughs> Why do you look like a young Captain Kirk? <laughs> hey, wow. hey jeff 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 pull up star trek and look at they have a star trek one i i guarantee they use the they use uh what's his captain name what's kirk? that actor's name yeah captain kirk oh, what oh, is his oh, name in real life uh um, um um hold on captain kirk jesus are we idiots are we the three idiots no 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 hold on a second. what's his name william shatner william shatner captain william shatner kirk. Funko Pop. I'm I'm pretty sure you look just like William Shatner Funko Pop. <laughs> it's, exact, it's, exactly. it's exactly the same. <laughs> they just put a yellow shirt on his. You know the only difference is the only ah, difference that's is that's you. That's you right there. That's well, Jeff Dunham. His is slightly cooler. I'm I'm holding a doll. He's holding a a taser. Yeah, he's holding a laser. Look at that. That's just not a laser right there. Not a laser, a taser. Oh, taser. Yeah. That's oh, really there he funny. is. That there's, there's William Shatner. Really, hey, Jeff. Really funny. Hey, Jeff, can you owe me that William Shatner doll holding peanut? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> wow. That's just sad. Oh, uh, dude. You're amazing. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, hold on. You what? know who else? You know who else? Who? Uh, what's his name with Chewy? Uh, Han, Han Solo. Han. Oh, Han Solo. Solo. Uh, what's his name? Harrison, Harrison Ford. Ford. Hold on. Oh, it, there's one difference. His hair's parted down the middle. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was parted down the middle. Wait, you're that's looking up really Star funny. Wars, though. You got to look up Indiana Jones. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Hold on, hold on. Okay, hold on. Indiana Jones. They probably put a hat on his. <laughs> yeah, probably. That's really funny. Dude, this Wait, is so funny. Hold on. Okay. Yeah, he's got a hat on. Boo. Nah, boo. <laughs> Boring. <laughs> Wait, think of some chick. I bet it looks the same as some chick with short hair. <laughs> oh, man. Who, <laughs> who would be a good one? Courtney Cox. You think Courtney Cox has a Funko Pop? Friends. I think they have the Friends. Really? Do they have a friend's Funko Pop? I swear to God, Funko Pop has everybody. Do they have a friend? Feel bad. All right, she looks good. Oh, you what? got the whole friend. Do have one? I told oh, you, yeah. Courtney Cox. Yeah, that's. Oh my God, that's really funny. Yeah, they got the friends. Oh, and it's signed. I can get it signed for six hundred dollars. What? Yeah, six hundred. Knew bucks. I wasn't overcharging. Well, that's on eBay. Maybe that's oh, okay. the problem. <laughs> Wow. Oh, she Oh, she put a heart with her signature. Oh, I, I don't do that anymore. I used to. <laughs> no, you did not. I just put a circle around it. No, I never put a heart. <laughs> Jeff, right. I'm signing this one and I'm sending it to you. 
Well, I'll, I'll get my wife to send you one too. I'll Wait, I, no, I want a signature. What? I want a signature. I want you to sign it. That's what I said. I, I'll get my wife to send you one, but I'll sign it. Oh, I thought you said I'm going to get my wife to sign it and send it to you. <laughs> no, no, I don't do that. <laughs> Signed by Mrs. Dunham. Yeah. In fact, I'll do the one that we used on the air or on yeah. the. Oh, what do you I call this that one? Online. Yeah, we can call this on the pod air. All right. Cool. Dude, I love you, man. You're amazing. You're a success story. Like it, you're a perfect example of, you know, it's not going to happen unless you make it happen. And I love that gem that you said, you got to live it to live it. And, and that's, that's very true. I also like the other gem that you said, uh, uh, airplanes that carry the big airplanes that carry a lot of stuff need longer runways. And, and I, for, for years, that's how I felt, man. I knew yeah. I was rising, but I just felt like there was a lot more that I had to like sell and show it like it, like they haven't seen it all i got it just it's coming i just my my runway was longer and and a lot of people don't realize that man you know what i mean well sometimes no, we no, have longer no. runways sometimes we have a short runway some people have helicopters that just take off so yeah yeah I, well I love you that, know it's, you it's, it's great if you if you can have the mental attitude of being your own biggest fan if you believe in yourself more yeah. than anyone else then i believe it's going to happen i i you know it's those people that that require being pushed that can happen too. But if somebody can just develop that mental attitude of, I know I can do this. I believe I can do this. I'll yeah. make this happen. I just think that's really a healthy thing and a, a difficult thing for some people to come to, but you, you can get there. I think. Man, you're amazing. You deserve everything that's happening. There's a reason why you have a warehouse and your wife is working. <laughs> Well, I'm going to go back to it right now. Yeah, you're awesome, man. And everyone, please, you know, you already know who he is. But if you don't watch and, and, and really appreciate uh, the art form, because uh, uh, when I saw that documentary, that mini doc that you put out, it made me appreciate you even more, man. So I love you. God bless you. And thank you thanks, for joining the, the Koi Pond, man. Love you, Joe. All right. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Andre. Good chatting with you guys. Bye. Don't fake it, just bust a move. This joint is gonna get you in the mood. Starbands Avenue, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.